Well, hi, everybody. Dave Foreman once again with another edition of Whatever, the show that just keeps right on trucking. Well, we do what we can, you know. Good morning to you. Good afternoon or good evening whenever you get your podcast. Glad to be with you and glad to have you listening. Uh, God knows we've got a few enough listeners, but I'm always glad to get a few more. And uh, I think we have a very special show for you this time around. You'll be finding out about it later. Boy, oh boy, the American politics. What a scene they're having down there now. Uh, I can't believe how crazy it's got. It's like a gong show. You've got uh, Donald Trump trying to throw everybody under the bus and guys trying to stay on the good side of them, but trash them at the same time because they want to try to keep everybody happy because good old politicians, we know their main aim in life, let's get elected. And uh, who cares about anything else, right? Get two terms, you get a big pension. Hey, life's good. But you know what? I think we need some independence. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. I'm all for a new Independence Day when all politicians are independent and parties go out the window. I know it's kind of a crazy dream, but uh, maybe somebody out there will hear what I'm saying and like it and join up with me. Uh, Let's try for a new Independence Day. When the main thing that a politician does is go there to Ottawa, in our case, or to Washington in the U.S., and represent his constituents or her constituents. Not enough of that goes on these days. Okay, that's one one side of my morning rant. Uh, the other thing I'd like to talk to you about is the fact that schools don't teach civics anymore. And by civics, I mean municipal political workings, you know, how, how the city works. So what does a councilor do? What is, uh, what are the three forms of government? Uh, what, what, what does the Senate do? What does the uh, House of Commons do? Or in the uh, matter of the U.S., what does uh, the House of uh, Representatives do? And what do the senators do? The senators in the U.S. are elected. Did you know that? Uh, we've been trying to get elected Senate here for years, and it hasn't happened, but maybe one of these days it will. Anyway, I don't think our schools teach enough of that. I don't think our schools teach enough Canadian history. I think our schools have got to be a little less, as they put it, learner-focused, and a little more learning-focused. In other words, the kids might just not know exactly what they want to learn when they first go to school. I grant you, they get smarter as they get older. At least I hope so. At least I hope I did. (laughs) But what happens is, if you ask a young, young person what he wants to learn in school, it's going to be a lot different when he's 8 than when he's 14, than when he's 18, if you know what I mean. So that's my uh, pitch to everybody this morning. Let's make, try and make the school curriculums a little more learning-focused. And I don't mean just reading, writing, arithmetic. I mean stuff that they should know later on in life. And I think it's up to us adults to gently, gently, mind you, steer them in that direction. Okay? Let's try that. Enough of this talk, enough of my uh, <laughs> preaching for the morning. I'll play a little song for you right now. It's a, it's a piece of music that I wrote ages ago for a video. 
and uh, I thought you might like it to like to hear it. It's a little bit on the long side, but uh, it, it's it's a little different for me. And uh, it's called the morning after. Here it is.
the things that's been bothering me is the relationship between wages and prices. You know, it's very easy to say, well, back in the day, you know, we didn't make as much money, but things cost a lot less. Well, that's true, but the amount of money we made vis-a-vis the amount of money we spent was a lot different, too. For instance, let me tell you, my 1980 van, which was a GMC Safari, cost more than the first house I bought. Now, the first house I bought was a corner lot in a suburb of Montreal. It was a two-story split level, three bedrooms, and it cost me, are you ready for this, $12,000. My principal interest and taxes payments were $90 a month. My van cost me almost 22000 which is about twice what my first house cost. Uh, in 1965, I bought an old Jetstar with all the toys. Brand new from the showroom cost me $4,350. Sure, I wasn't making a lot of money, but I wasn't making that little that it corresponded with, with the prices today. I, I can't believe how how much you have to make just to buy an average car today, or even to buy groceries. The groceries for a family of four, I just read, are going up in the neighborhood of $2,000 a year. Now, people don't get that kind of money in raises, and our rent, for instance, our rent, even under rent controls, goes up 1.6%. Well, that's a lot of money when you're paying uh, $1,500 a month for a, for a regular type apartment with no particular amenities. Now, we're fortunate because we get our utilities paid as part of the rent because we're grandfathered in, but if we dare move, uh, that's going to change. So, you know, you're really caught between a rock and a hard place, and I, I don't want the government to be big brother and look after us cradle to grave, but by the same token, when I was a kid and worked at a canning factory for 80 cents an hour, and bought my first car for 75 bucks, life was a lot different. And my father could say things to me like, yeah, sure, I'll give you the family car, but you buy your own car first so you can leave your keys with me when you take the family car. The car salesman used to come around to our house and, and recommend a new car for us, and it was, it was never the kind of money that cars cost these days. And I don't believe that it's strictly an increase in the cost of materials. I think shareholders' wages in these companies, are, and I'd love to be proven wrong, but I'm not sure you can do that. So let's, let's talk to our member of parliament, and let's raise the issue. Let's say, look, I can't afford to live anymore. I'm 83 years old. My wife is over 70. And we are forced with thinking we may have to move. And we don't want to move. We like it here. Here's a song I wrote a while ago. It's done by Rob Barg. Unfortunately, we have to play you a demo because we don't have the finished product. But I think you might enjoy it. It's called Baby, I Don't Love You. Ain't it sad to see love dying? Even though we both keep trying To get back happy times we used to know Empty thoughts and empty gazes 
Looking for the missing traces Of the joy we shared when we still cared But that seems long ago Baby, I don't love you But baby, I won't leave you I'll still do what I can To try to please you for certain There's been a lot of hurting But we've been through so much together Let's not throw it all away There were times when we had magic But now it's kind of tragic that we don't live for each other anymore But if we just stay together Though it might not be forever Then just maybe we can find some of the love we had before Baby, I don't love you but baby, I won't leave you I'll still do what I can To try to please you Honey, it's for certain There's been a lot of hurting But we've been through so much together We can't throw it all away are on their own and baby so are we cause it hurts to be alone let's work it out just you and me baby I don't love you but baby I won't leave you and I'll do what I can to try to please you Certain There's been a lot of hurting But we've been through so much together Let's not throw it all away Yeah, we've been through so much together Let's not throw it all away Well, there you have it. Another edition of uh, whatever. Glad to have you along. Hope you've enjoyed it. You'll see my email address printed across the uh, graphic that accompanies our show. Drop me a line. Tell me, uh, well, I'll tell you what. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like it, tell me. 